Hello everyone and welcome back to the New Hampshire Business Show. My name is Chris Pastrana and today we're here with Ken Roy from McPhail Siding and Roofing. How's it going? Very good, very good. Awesome. So uh, let's get started. Talk to me a little bit about yourself and the business. Um, well, my name is Ken Roy. I, uh, I live in North Andover, Mass. So I tackle a lot of the small the stuff more to the south. But uh, I was a general contractor for about 20 years before getting into roofing only. And uh, so that's what we do. A lot of roofing, a lot of siding. Okay, pretty cool. So, okay, let's, let's get started. So you work for McPhail. I'm assuming it's a bigger company. Yeah, uh, I'm actually one of the partners. Okay. So, um, actually, I, I know the, the primary owner, Ron, from uh, as far back as grade school. Oh, wow. So, I've known him for a long time. He was one of my roofers when I was a general contractor. And... Um, the relationship just kept growing from there. That's pretty cool. So, yeah, it's kind of fun to see, like, just kind of an organic, you know, friendship grow into a business, which is kind of cool. Yeah. And, you know, it was a long time since we graduated school that the circle finally came back around yeah. many years later. Yeah. So. That's pretty cool. So why the switch from normal general contracting into roofing specifically? Um, and a one siding. Yeah. <laughs> biggest reason was it was getting to be tough wearing a tool pouch. In other words, the physical labor of yeah. uh, general contracting was a little tough. Now I'm more of a management position, okay. selling roofs, managing crews, doing whatever it takes to keep the business up and running, yeah. but not the guy on the roof. <laughs> Actually doing the work. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah, because I can imagine that gets pretty hot and kind of... Pretty hot, pretty high up. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of a lot of lifting involved. Yeah, I, I don't mind doing some lifting, but it, yeah. I'll do that while I'm on the ground. Okay, that's pretty <laughs> cool. Um, so you said it's you and you have one partner? Uh, there's actually five of us. Oh, wow, okay. So a little bit bigger than I thought. Yep. Okay, cool. Um, so what's that like? I don't get a whole lot of companies that size. A lot of people that come in on the show are, you know, single, or maybe they own like a little franchise or something like that. But um, when you start getting into bigger companies that can be complicated <laughs> it can be and th and there is definitely a learning curve to that yeah um, you know before it was just Ron and it was pretty simple for him because he sold all the jobs and he oversaw all the jobs and it was just one guy doing one thing he didn't need to write down a whole lot of stuff because it was always kept up here yeah now that there's a bunch of us out there we have our specialties you know one guy is very good at sales uh, one guy is very good at running crews, you know, and everyone does their thing, but we always have to be ready to do whatever it takes to run the show. Yeah. So one, the guy who runs the, the crews might have to sell a job that afternoon. And the guy who normally sells jobs might have to go deliver materials to another job site, you know? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so definitely a learning curve getting everyone yeah. lined up. That's pretty cool. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I guess we can talk a little bit more about the company. So you do siding and roofing. Mm -hmm. um, you can go into that a little bit. Like, what does that entail? Well, we're primarily a roofing company. We do a lot more roofs. Probably only maybe five percent of the work we do is with siding. Okay. Um, we've just come up with a very good siding crew recently. So now we're we're looking to expand that side of it a little bit more. But uh, roofing, we have three crews running around out there. So. Uh, that's that's our biggest thing for now. Okay, cool. So, uh, I remember way back when I was still selling cars, I ran into a roofing company. Were they roofing? It was more like a roof inspection type thing. Mm -hmm. um, and he was talking about 
different types of roofs and all that type of stuff. So I do want to go in a little bit about what we typically see in this area. So now roofs can get kind of... Well, there's crazy. all different kinds of roofs <laughs> out there. Yeah. Um, I guess the best way to say it is we do all kinds of roofs. Um, the ones that we don't do are real slate roofs. We'll remove one and put an asphalt shingle roof up in place, which is very common in the Manchester area. Mm -hmm. And we don't do roofs that really require um, soldering. Okay. But we do regular standing seam roofs, corrugated roofs, metal roofs. Now, the most popular roof we do is asphalt shingles. Mm -hmm. um, we also do rubber roofs, or called EPDM roofs. Um, we also do synthetic roofs, such as you know the plastic shakes and plastic slate ones that you know they have a very long life on those. Those are new. Yeah. Uh, we do wood roofs, in other words, cedar shake roofs, hand split, sawn, all kinds of stuff like that. So we're pretty well equipped to do anything, pretty much. Okay. So, but you said the most common ones are kind of the asphalt. Asphalt shingles. Yeah. I'd say that's probably got to be probably better than ninety percent. Okay. A little bit more than ninety percent. Okay. So this is actually a really good conversation to have because we're up in you know New England where it's constantly freezing and you know all that. Um, so what are some things that you typically see from roofs that either they're not being checked enough or there's things that typically go wrong with them that people aren't looking at, you know, kind of in that field? Well, up here <laughs> in New England, uh, the, probably the, the biggest problem we have, um, well, there's a couple different issues. Um, there's good shingles and there's not so good shingles. I'm not going to be brand bashing right now, yeah. but <laughs> there's 75% of the roofs out here probably have the lesser quality shingle. Why? Because they're priced less. Okay. So a lot of roofers want to sell a job, and a lot of people end up looking at the price tag, and they end up getting a cheaper shingle. Yeah. And these cheaper shingles, um, a lot of them last probably 12 to 18 years, which is kind of short. People are usually expecting more than that out of them. Um, sometimes they last longer, um, and sometimes we've we've had one fail within four years. We've seen that happen. Oh wow. And but that was a high, uh, that was odd. That was in a high wind situation where the shingles just kept ripping off, and they weren't strong enough to okay to manage that. And the other big problem we see out here is ice dams. Yeah. <laughs> um, not too bad. There's there's a lot of things that a roofer can do to help prevent an ice dam from leaking into the house, but there's only so much we can do. Yeah. Usually it ends up being the design of the house or, or an insulation problem that really causes an ice dam. Okay. So those are the two biggest things. Okay. I like that. It's interesting. Because um, yeah, I had heard the thing about the quality of shingles being an issue. <laughs> Uh, but you know, how expensive do roofs typically get? You know, I guess on average, depending on the house. Well, an average, I'd say, is probably somewhere in the ballpark of, of about ten thousand dollars. Okay. And how long are they supposed to last? Because you said you know, twelve to fourteen years is a little shorter. That is short. The cheap shingles are supposedly rated for thirty years. Okay. So you can see a twelve to eighteen year roof isn't very nice, especially yeah. after spending all that money. Yeah. We use uh, a GAF shingle, that's a brand, mm -hmm. and the shingle is rated for 50 years. Okay. Um, I'll be honest with you, I, I don't think I'll be around in 50 <laughs> years to tell you if it's, if it's going to last that long, but you know, you, you should get a lot more life out of this high quality shingle, and the cost difference isn't that much. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, if you think about, if you plan properly, you know, that same ten to $15,000 over 50 years is much different than, you know, 
Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's it. <laughs> That's too funny. So is that, is that really the biggest complaint is typically price because people don't plan properly when it comes to roofs? Um, <laughs> well, you know, it, it, it's, it's kind of a, a, a mixture. I mean, not all roofs fail prematurely. Yeah. Um, a lot of roofing that we do ends up getting picked up on the sale of a house, believe okay. it or not. Um, that's when roofs have to get dealt with. Somebody goes to buy a house, one of the things they do is they get a home inspection, and then the home inspector, if the roof's in rough shape, will say, you, you're, you're looking at a roof. Now it becomes a, a deal breaker or maker type thing, and a lot of times we get called in to assess the situation and give a price and sometimes even do it. Oh, well. So. I mean, that makes sense. That's pretty good, though. Um, I'd be a good referral partner then. <laughs> Your home inspectors or we, someone. <laughs> we are we are very well entrenched in the world real estate world up here in southern New Hampshire and and uh, more. Yeah, because I keep getting asked online because I get a lot of requests for you know certain businesses and stuff like that. And like I I don't know in the roofing industry, so that's why I was like, oh, I'm glad you reached out because now I know somebody. You know, because <laughs> there's some industries I'm like I have no idea who to turn to, but that's pretty cool. Um, so. I think where would it go from there? So, oh, okay. So here's a good question. Uh, we know the job market is a little tough <laughs> right now sometimes, and finding good labor is tough. So how do you go about? You said you had three crews generally, right? How is it? You know, keeping that up and running. Well, the the crew leaders seem to to manage their crews very nicely. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of that's up to them. You know, it's a lot of the people that show up here to do roofing are more or less immigrants and they have their green cards and all that fun stuff. But it's just hard to find people, you know, your regular American who was born here doesn't necessarily want a roof. They generally want a, a desk job. And that's kind of the way it's been um, for quite some time now. The trades are slowly getting, um, I'm not sure if the word is infiltrated, but, but taken over by people that aren't necessarily born in this country. Mm -hmm. They're willing to show up and work hard. And and those people that do can earn a very good living. Yeah. So, it, like I said, for us, we are not too much involved with the personnel end of things. It's the it's the crew leaders that, uh, that are. Okay, so you just handle, like, the running of the company. And right. They handle the hiring and stuff of like that. Yep. Okay. You know, and these crews that we have are good crews. They're solid crews. They... They're run by guys who have been roofing for years and are very, very talented. Some of the most talented guys. And when you find guys that are that good, you do what it takes keep to them keep them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And because that's kind of what I was getting to is uh, finding people who are willing to do labor jobs is getting tricky. You know, I've seen that from uh, as far back as, what is that, like land surveying, I've heard has an issue, you know, contracting electricians like all that stuff they're having issues with these things yeah and it's 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 all across the board all the trades yeah. even even car mechanics and things like that yeah. too yeah it's kind of funny it's, everyone wants to go to school but you know you can make a lot of money you know roofing and being an electrician and all that stuff so yeah it's kind of funny to see yeah so it is pretty interesting but i mean that's the way it's been going in my eyes for the last well almost 30 years yeah slow trend of it but but I look at the, the, the what we have now to work with versus 20, 30 years ago, and and it's amazing. It's it's a very, very different picture. Yeah. Very different. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we know 
y'all can get picked up right about when the sale is about to happen on the house. <laughs> so let's go into the actual process of what it looks like to get started to kind of when you finish putting a roof up and all that stuff. Um, <clears throat> well, the process is usually somebody made a phone call because they have a roofing situation. We don't really go cold calling or anything like that. Um, so we get a tip or a call or something like that. We go and we look at the roof. Um, I guess one of the biggest things that we like to do is not just give our customers a great roof, but they need to know what we're doing and why we're doing it and what exactly they're paying for. Um, and that's, I guess, that's what sells us the most. I mean, we have a close ratio of about 90%, um, which is well above the standard. Um, we offer some really good prices, um, but not necessarily the cheapest. The cheapest ones have, you know, they, they're cheap because they cut corners either with labor or with materials or both. We don't. So I guess in the sales process, that's one of the things that we do is to teach or educate the customer. Sometimes they don't care, but a lot of times they do because people just don't get roofs done every few years. In fact, most people only get probably one roof done in their life. So yeah. they literally know nothing about it. Yeah. For example, an average roof contains enough weight that equals about an average, we'll say mid-sized car on their roof in material. That's a lot of weight. Yeah. The average roof contains about 13,000 nails. <laughs> that's a lot of stuff. And yeah. it needs to come down carefully and gently. And that's what we, one thing that we take a lot of caution in is trying to protect people's properties with you know the right materials and equipment to get that stuff down safely. Yeah. Um, and it's a lot of labor. And then you got to get the new materials back up on yeah. the roof. <laughs> yeah, which is the fun part, I guess. Well, we have machinery that helps us out <laughs> well, with good. that. But you still got to wrestle it on the ground, and you still got to wrestle it on the roof. And especially yeah. if the roof is a very steep one, it's uh, it, it takes, some again, some very talented guys to get that material put around. <laughs> um, so they're great in regards to that. But, it's, again, going back to the original question, it's important that the customer knows what we're doing, why we're doing it, what our biggest challenges are with their roof, and what we're doing about it. Yeah. So I think educating the customer as to what's going on is probably the biggest value because giving a great roof is, is, is fine, but it doesn't really matter unless the customer doesn't understand what went into it. Yeah. So that's, that's probably the biggest part of our sales process so that they understand what they're getting and why. Yeah. Because like, you're right. Like I could definitely see people being like, oh, that's really expensive, but it's like, well, this roof's not going to fall down you know, a month from now. <laughs> no, it's not. And they got a roof. And, and you know, sometimes people, the first thing they'll tell us, well, I don't want to spend much money because I'm going to be out of here in 10 years. Okay. Well, what if somebody shows up and puts on the cheap shingles? Yeah. And even though the roof is keeping water out, what if they just start to have a little curl mark or, or they're starting to show a little bit of wear and tear? Not much. But if there's a good home inspector on that sale, he's going to ding it. And then you have to deal with it. Oh, well. You can't just blow it off to the next homeowner. Yeah. So you're going to have to deal with it at the closing table, and that's the reality of it. Yeah. So we that's another thing we kind of another thing we educate people on. Put up a good roof. It doesn't cost much more than a cheap run, cheap roof. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I think a lot of that comes is poor planning. Cause, you know, I own a couple real estate properties down in North Carolina, and part of the rent we take in every month goes towards the roof. 
you know, so every 10 years we have enough to buy another roof or so, you know, so you, you plan that type of stuff <laughs> so yes. that hopefully, you know, it doesn't fall apart on you and then you have no money. So, you know. Well, that's a good thing you bring up is, is uh, income property roofs. Yeah. Um, we do, again, our, our district that we work in is huge, but the, the area that I'm going to focus on is in Manchester. Manchester has a lot of income properties, mm -hmm. and there's all different levels of income properties. Some are beautiful, nice high-rises, whatever, and some are multifamilies in certain areas that may not be as desirable as, as others. And a lot of those properties usually get neglected. Yeah. For example, last week we did a property, and it had five layers of roofing on it. Oh. <laughs> Think about it. I'm assuming they just kept sticking more yeah, on. Legally, you're only allowed two layers. <laughs> we don't even do a nail over ourselves because it's usually just asking for trouble and leaks. Um, but five layers. The nails have to be three inches long to get through all that to get into wood. Yeah. You know, so five layers came off the roof. We had to reply with it because the, the sheathing wasn't in very good shape on the roof to begin with. And they got a roof now that's going to last them 50 years. You think about it, five layer roof. The bottom <laughs> layer of shingles it could be 80 to 100 years old. Oh, wow. That's funny. So it comes off in crumbs and dust at times, but yeah. uh, but we took good care of it. That's pretty cool. Like, well, you know, odd, <laughs> but cool. Well, we run, <laughs> we, we run into this more often than not. Yeah. You know, in Manchester area, you know, the income property things where people just don't want to spend money on it. Yeah. But uh, Which is weird because those are the properties you kind of do want to spend a little money on to make sure that, one, they're illegal. <laughs> you that, don't want to get sued. That helps. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's, just, it's so weird. I it, guess it, yeah. people just don't know where to put their priorities, I guess. <laughs> well, you know, it, it, when it comes to income properties, it's all about a buck. And they you want to take in as much as possible and give out as less as possible. And, and that's what leads to a lot of these decisions, is my guess. Yeah. Um, going back, though, to our area that we work in, we go pretty close to Boston, probably to the 128 area, maybe a little bit inside that mm -hmm. but not much we don't really go into boston um we go out to the northeast coast of massachusetts all of, of the southern new hampshire coast even in southern maine you know york and gunquit were quite commonly uh, found out that way nice. um, manchester concord area we go west of of those cities too by a decent way in fact i got one in spofford new hampshire coming up soon hmm. um We'll go as far as uh, Conway. Okay. You know, if it's a decent-sized roof. Yeah. I think some of the bigger ones we did. We've done Burlington, Vermont. It was a hotel. Okay, yeah. I mean, that's a good job. It's yeah. a big job. And one <laughs> down towards the Cape. Um, again, that was another hotel. Yeah. So, I mean, we're uh, our district is pretty large as far as where we go and, and who we'll take care of. Oh, that's cool. How long does a job usually take? Um... About a day. Not really. You can put up a whole roof in a day. Yeah, it's depending which crew shows up there. And I can tell you today is, is too hot for them to be working <laughs> fast. So usually on a really hot and humid day, they'll probably only be working at about 50% capacity. Yeah. So, and I have no problem with that. Well, it's understandable. <laughs> like, you're sitting on a roof that's like beating on the The sun's like beating down on you. Like, it's not oh, yeah. pleasant. <laughs> I mean, if you've got a black roof. Yeah on a hot sunny day and that sun's beating directly on that roof that surface could be 180 degrees yeah yeah then you're just sitting up there like oh god yeah no it's an <laughs> oven <laughs> oh that's too funny 
Cool. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to go over real quick? Um, no, we're just, uh, I think the way we, we consider ourselves in the roofing world, I mean, there's a lot of competition out there and we don't mind going up against it. Um, I look at us as being probably the lowest common de denominator of getting a good quality roof. Mm -hmm. We're the, probably the lowest price you're going to pay and get a top-notch roof. If you're paying less than us, <laughs> watch it. Yeah. Or at least just check and make sure you know exactly what you're getting. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. We have no problem letting everyone know what, what they're getting with us. Yeah. So cool. That's what we do. Awesome. So thank you for joining me. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you. I've never had the opportunity to talk roofs yet, so this was a nice change. <laughs> oh, it's what we do, and we love talking about it. <laughs> awesome. Thank you guys so much for watching. Um, that's me for today. So everyone be good.